You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. This is Day to Day. I'm Adeline Brand. Global warming? Forget about it. Nuclear war? Eh. Those potential calamities could be moot because the entire world could be sucked into a black hole. Or at least that's what a couple of guys from Hawaii are worried about. They're suing to stop a machine being built in Switzerland. It'll smash atomic particles into each other, and they claim it could cause the Earth's destruction. The collider is being built by the European Organization for Nuclear Research, known as CERN. As Rick Kleffel of member station KUSP reports, this really is the stuff of science fiction. In Kurt Vonnegut's novel, Cat's Cradle, a substance called Ice-9 has the power to turn water into ice at temperatures well above the usual freezing point. It threatens to change all the water on the planet by chain reaction. That's the kind of doomsday scenario that's at the heart of this lawsuit. Walter Wagner, a botanist in Hawaii, wants the scientists at CERN not to throw the on switch for their Large Hadron Collider, or LHC. We're seeking a uh, restraining order uh, from the court, and it, essentially we're asking that they not be allowed to operate the machine until they have completed the safety study, and we've had a minimum of four months to review it. Wagner says that in the course of studying high-impact subatomic collisions, microscopic black holes could be created. CERN has said that they have already done an independent safety study, that there's no conceivable risk of a doomsday scenario, and that in nature it's routine for particles to collide with much higher energy than the LHC could ever produce. There's a science fictional idea that if you do something like build a very powerful collider and pound on space hard enough, you might topple it from its current stable state. Rudy Rucker is a mathematician and science fiction author. I have a scene like this in my novel Spaceland, where they're actually draining energy from space by, they have a new kind of cell phone that has a four-dimensional antenna that's uh, sucking energy from space, and suddenly the hero's girlfriend makes one too many cell phone calls. The beginning of the end takes place in a diner. Pop! It was a small sound, clear and distinct. The cell phone had been replaced by a sinister black sphere. The sphere was matte black, so utterly non-reflecting that it looked like a flat disk or even like a flaw on my cornea. It was a hole in space, slowly and implacably increasing its size. Soundlessly, the sphere dug through the tabletop and ate away the side of Jenna's coffee mug. At the bald's touch, matter disappeared like a burst bubbles, rainbows. Objects evaporated like the pictures in a burning reel of film. Savas Demopoulos is a physicist at Stanford University. He says even if microscopic black holes, or the equally sinister-sounding strangelets, were to be created by the Large Hadron Collider, we'd have already seen them elsewhere. The LHC is not going to be the first place where such high-energy collisions occur where strangelets or black holes are produced. Such collisions happen all the time when cosmic rays collide with protons that occur in our atmosphere, on Earth, the moon. The pop culture image that we have of black holes as tireless devourers of all matter, we owe to the writers of sci-fi and Hollywood screenplays. 
and Rudy Rucker says they have an advantage over actual scientists. If you're trying to prove something in, in mathematics and there's a little hole in the proof, then you essentially don't have anything. And if you're writing a science fiction novel and there's a hole in the logic, uh, no problem. You just bring in some quarkonium or a, a black hole or some antimatter, and, uh, and it's all fine, you know. So there's a... You shouldn't necessarily believe that things we say are, are likely to happen. Technology is now so powerful, and progress is so swift, it sometimes becomes difficult to distinguish between what is and what might be, between science and science fiction. For NPR News, I'm Rick Kleffel. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.